Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and Me, the show all about making your money work for you. Now, the role of banks in society has changed so much throughout history. In the past, if you think about it, you didn't need much from your bank except you know, maybe a safe place to store your money. And such collaboration usually came with bureaucracy, a lot of paperwork, but we've seen that change so much as new financial institutions have come to the market, uh, along with changing expectations and changing visions of financial services as well. We look at the next wave in the evolution of uh, financing and payments, and we speak with Daniel Stewart-Smith, Chief Finance and Investment Officer at MatchMove to understand neobanking and embedded finance and how it can power your business and why it might matter to you as well if you are a consumer. Good morning, Daniel. Hi, Michelle. Good to speak with you. you. Yes, thank you for being here. Thrilled to speak with you. All right, help us understand what MatchMove does for businesses and consumers. Sure, sure. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. It's great to speak to you and your listeners. So MatchMove is a leading banking as a service provider across Southeast Asia. And what does that mean? That means that we serve SMEs, startups, and underserved consumers across the region, people and businesses that have limited or no access to financial services through traditional financial institutions. And the way we do that is by providing software and technology that allows other brands that those companies and consumers use on a day-to-day basis to offer those financial services, particularly things like digital wallets, um, debit cards, and remittances and the ability to access um, loans and credit. All right. So when uh, a business, for example, is thinking about coming up with its own payments community, so to speak, um, what does your company offer them? Yeah, that's right. I think over the last few years, what we've seen is the segmentation of the market into specialist niche um, players that offer financial services to their own ecosystems, as you've, as you've just mentioned, right? So these are companies that, uh, that specialize in serving perhaps drivers for ride-hailing apps, mm-hmm. perhaps gig workers in other segments of the economy, perhaps people who shop on Etsy or Lazada or Shopee, companies like that. And each of those particular groups of consumers or small businesses have their own particular financial needs. And what MatchMove provides is the ability for those companies that those end users interact with a lot, we provide them with the ability to tailor financial services to be very specifically useful for those end users. So it might be, for example, that a gig worker needs to have um, early access to their wages. So rather than being paid every week or every two weeks, they would actually prefer to be paid on, a, on access their wages on a daily basis. And we can provide the underlying technology that allows that company to pay those workers early. They've earned the money, they can access the money. That type of, that type of uh, situation. Help us understand the sort of sectors and companies who are increasingly interested in these services. That's right. Well, the classic example is the way that companies like Grab or Gojek offer seamlessly integrated payments. So uh, no one anymore wants to have the experience of getting out of a, of a taxi and paying with cash. So now you just get out of the taxi, you walk away, and it's been paid. And that is a, quite a fundamental difference to how it was just a few years ago. And the same for the drivers of those taxis. So they get, they get paid into their uh, wallets 
that their employer provides and they can access their money and use it as a bank in the same way as they might have used a traditional bank before. But in actual fact, in many of the countries in Southeast Asia, certain social economic demographics were not able to access traditional banking services because they didn't qualify, they were too expensive, or they just didn't, they didn't live near a, a physical branch. And so the technology that we provide a match move enables companies to, um, to offer direct digital-first financial services. Other segments that are, that are increasingly using embedded finance, which is what this type of service is called, mm-hmm. include food delivery companies, it includes education establishments like universities and schools, it includes hotel and leisure, so resorts, for example, and it also includes online travel agents, uh, and it also includes healthcare settings like hospitals. One of our recent clients, for example, is a very large shipping company. And they're using our underlying technology to offer digital wallets to all of their crew all around the world, which enables those, those crew members to be paid digitally. And because of that, there's a reduction in the risk around carrying large amounts of cash to pay people. There's also the ability for those crew to receive the money and to remit it immediately back to their families, wherever they live. And so they don't have to wait to go to port. They don't have to queue up at a, a traditional remittance provider. They can just do it from their phone um, and their families receive the, receive the money immediately. So the, what really what embedded finance and the services that we enable, what they do is place the customer at the heart of the financial services experience. So it's no longer a one-size-fits-all service that a traditional bank might provide. It's a very tailored and particularly useful, convenient and affordable service that those end users can experience. So why would a company, um, like that shipping company, for example, why would a company opt for your services versus the services of a traditional bank? Well, it's a great question. Now, a traditional bank is often hampered in their development of technology by the legacy systems that they've built up over the last 50 years. Mm. Banks, banks were some of the earliest adopters of large-scale technology, and that was great for them 30 years ago, but over time, that's actually become a hindrance, and they spend a huge amount of their budget on maintaining that technology. It's difficult for them to innovate. Now, obviously, some banks do it better than others, but the difference that's happened over the last five to 10 years is that new companies called financial technology companies, fintechs, have emerged, which have been able to start from scratch. They've built their equivalent banking technology stack from the ground up. And what the way they've been able to do that is by using cloud technology, API technology, and these new types of technologies have enabled the, the platforms to be much more flexible and also more affordable in terms of providing services to the customer. So the reason why a company like that shipping business mm-hmm. wants to use our tech is because, first of all, they can, they can offer those services much cheaper. So we're able to provide those technologies much cheaper than a bank would. And also we're able to tailor it so that it's specifically useful for their crew as opposed to a bank, which is often hampered by the fact that they're trying to provide services to all sorts of businesses, you know, all sorts of consumers, and they have to provide a fairly generic set of, um, of services so that, there are some key reasons there. We like to demystify finance on this show. Is there a fine line between embedded finance and neo-banking in terms of describing what it is that you do to help businesses? Sure. So neo-banking is really a use case of embedded finance. So neo-banks are digital-first, online-only providers of financial services. And often those neo-banks 
access companies like Matchmove to, to access their tech stack in order to offer those those financial services because they don't need to build it themselves. Mm-hmm. Neobank focuses on the user experience and the branding and the marketing and the customer acquisition. But in terms of delivering the nuts and bolts of the technology for the services, they can tap onto a onto a technology provider like Matchmove to do all the heavy lifting there. Now that's an example of embedded finance inside a a financial services business. Many use cases for embedded finance are in non-financial services business. And that's really quite an exciting development in the in the world of, of finance because now rather than having finance as a separate silo where if you want to get a loan or a bank account, you have to go to the bank and fill in forms. Now you can actually do it within your um, at the point of transaction, at the point of consumption and um, a lot quicker online only. You don't need to travel. So, and that's what Neobank's really tapping into. So they're tapping into the into the convenience and affordability and relevance. Uh, so Neobank's are very popular with younger demographics, of course, because they're digitally native. Uh, they're also popular with SMEs and startups that are um, often that don't qualify for traditional bank services so for various reasons. Maybe they just don't have enough credit history, for example, because mm-hmm. they're, they're very young companies. So neobanks are tapping into those parts of the market, but the way that neobanks offer those services is often by using embedded finance provided by a company like Matchmove. Really interesting. Help us understand the impact of embedded finance on investing and the financial services industry. Yeah, well, there's some great, there are some great new fintechs that have emerged in recent years um, all over the world. And there's some fantastic examples in Singapore as well. So companies like Endowers, for example, that, you know, providing um, interesting and flexible investment opportunities for consumers and for businesses as well. And so those types of businesses are, they also offer, they also use embedded finance tools, which are often provided by companies like Matchmove, uh, in order to do the heavy lifting underneath. What those investment fintechs focus on, those wealth management fintechs focus on, is, of course, the the branding, the customer acquisition, and the selection of investment products. So what you see is a specialization. So there's a kind of a, a diversification and specialization across the financial services stack. So companies that are, are perhaps well-known brands now within the B2C fintech space are focused on that front end. And in the middle, you've got companies like Matchmove that are providing the underlying tech uh, and the compliance aspect. And then at the bottom of the stack, you've got you've still got the traditional banks that provide the custodian accounts where the actual customer money is stored. And the benefit of that for the customer is that it's still protected by the Singapore Deposit um, Insurance Scheme mm-hmm. up to a certain limit. And so they can be comfortable that they still have that same protection around deposits. For SMEs listening in, the heads, they're keen on embedded finance. They'd like to learn more. Help us understand how Matchmove serves the needs of SMEs, maybe across age back. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that question. Uh, last year, we, we completed an acquisition of a business called Shopmatic, which, uh, which is a well-known um, technology business in Singapore and the wider region. Mm-hmm. And that business has a set of products that are specifically focused on SMEs. And they help SMEs go from offline to online. They provide hosted web stores to enable um, SMEs to sell their product online and to expand their addressable market hugely. They also provide tools to enable social commerce, um, you know, on, on Instagram, on Facebook, and also conversational commerce, which is the way you can sell on chat like WhatsApp. So we, the reason why we invested in that business was because SMEs are really at the heart of our business. So Matchmove serves SMEs to providing these financial services. 
And now we have an additional set of tools that can really help those SMEs to grow there themselves. And so the combination of those two sets of tools is really quite powerful for the SME community. And indeed, now we're in a position to integrate the two. So what we're doing is moving towards um, what Shopify has done very well in in the US, which is provide Shopify capital, as it's termed. And actually, a huge number of the SMEs that Shopify serves access loans through Shopify because they've integrated the financial services with the, um, with the web store services. And because of the transaction data they see on the web store, mm-hmm. they can provide much more fairly priced credit to those SMEs. So it's a kind of virtuous circle. And that's something that Match Move Group is looking to do in the coming in the coming month. Wow, sort of extending on the BNPL idea, extending capital. Help us understand how you see the future of the sort of options that you offer SMEs evolving. Right. Well, a crucial part of SME life is um, accessing credit to grow and accessing insurance products to to deal with those unexpected events that, mm. that can um, interrupt normal cash flow and uh, can often kill a business. And again, those SMEs often don't qualify um, for that type of product from a traditional financial institution. Or if they do qualify, the product isn't quite right for them because it's not tailored or it's just too expensive. But because of the data that we collect through the provision of these wallets and cards, uh, we're able to price those that credit and we're able to price that insurance much, much more accurately. Now, we are partnering with credit providers and with insurance underwriters so over the next 12 months or so, we're going to be expanding that product set into credit and insurance to enable those businesses to have a much more convenient and affordable access to really critical financial services that previously have just been unavailable for them. Really interesting to hear how financial services are evolving. Daniel Stewart-Smith, Chief Finance and Investment Officer at MatchMove, has been my guest here on Money & Me. Daniel, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Michelle. Have a great day. You've been listening to Money & Me. Stay with us. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.